Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me as always to discuss all things that go round and round pushed by pedals that are powered <laughs> by women. Pedalos? Um, in a professional road racing capacity primarily with some exceptions. It's turning into way too long an intro. Is my good friend Sarah. How are you, Sarah? <laughs> I'm good. I'm just imagining the road pedalo champ world championship. <laughs> I I don't want to imagine that. It's now I can't get that image out of my head. Thanks. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have just had the Aviva Women's Tour last week. Ovo, 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 Ovo. Oh bugger. <laughs> we it's... have just had the Ovo Energy Women's Tour last week. God damn it, I was doing so well all week. Um, and yeah, it was a huge race. It was insanely, oh my God, so much happened in it. Um, on our site, prowomenscycling.com, there are links to all the videos from each stage. Now, it was problematic this year because the highlights were on at 11 o'clock at night, yeah. um, which is uh, is is difficult. Let's let's just say, um, in my opinion, not conducive to reaching the widest possible broadcast audience. Yeah, that's that's a good. I mean, it, it's frustrating because back in the day, they used to have highlights. The the, the, the reason that the Ovo Energy Women's Tour, I think I've said this a hundred times this week, so I'm sorry if you've heard it before. The reason that the Ovo Energy Women's Tour isn't shown live, they say, is well, we want to focus our resources on good quality highlights because good quality highlights package that tells the story, makes a narrative, um, uh is much better for the sport and stuff. Okay, yeah, 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 cool. You know, yeah. it's on at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. That that makes sense. I understand that. But yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get that nice argument that oh, you know, it attracts more new new followers to the sport and stuff, which is great right up until the point that you know you've got to put the kids to bed and start thinking about getting ready for work in the morning and you know fucking do i really want to stay up this late on a on a wednesday and you know oh shit i've just passed out on the couch anyway you know like yeah mm. it's difficult anyway so it's not so it's not the normally after the women's tour i'm all like oh my god that was the best thing in the whole world ever nothing can surpass it wow i love this sport and i'm a little bit less like that this that this week and i think i'm especially frustrated because the racing was oh my god like just insane. Now we started off the week talking about the Lizzie Dane and uh, Mariana Voss showdown of like pretty much everyone's cycling dreams. Yeah, it didn't come to pass. I know. But... I was going to say for the first time ever, I think in the whole time we've been doing this, I kind of I I I started at the end of the race, like at the end of the the week of racing, to sort of go, wow, I kind of feel like we actually put the like a commentator's curse on that whole showdown somehow yeah yeah i mean yeah. i think every, well, i mean it wasn't just us i think everyone wants because, because no no it was it was the, it was totally the women's just us. tour you know in the first year lizzie dane and lizzie armistead then pulled out sick in the second year mm. mariana voss was sick so couldn't contest um that was the one with lizzie dane's slightly embarrassing crash um after the first after the after she won the first stage yep. and then last year mariana voss wasn't on you know just wasn't wasn't at her best yeah though lizzie dane and won mariana voss wasn't at her best she only um won a stage and came like fourth in gc yeah, yeah. oh you know so this year it was all very very exciting now key things to know about the women's tour this year in general, the women's tour they design their stages specifically for break for breakaways that might get caught. Yeah, this yeah. is a this is a feature, not a bug for them. Is that that you know they 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 don't put if they have a hill, they generally don't put it right near the end. Yeah, because yep. they want they want riders to they want it to be a breakaway that you know yeah. that, that will it make, will it will it won't will it won't it make it exactly. Um, they're trying to create a particular type of dynamic racing, and and on top of which they're actually really good at creating it too. Like they are yes. they are very good at planning out stages that do provide that great opportunity for attack. Um, that that allow uh, a break to, you know, get some time and then you get that suspenseful drama of, like you say, will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? Yeah, so. 
They also have intermediate intermediate sprint intermediate sprint bonifications, um, bonus seconds at the end of each in the middle of the two points in the middle of the stage, and one point at the end of the stage where riders uh, get bonus seconds for that go towards their general classification overall total. Yeah, this year they didn't have a best young riders jersey. They focused on the best of Brit- best British rider, and they also um, this year was particularly interesting because it's the first stage race that has really taken advantage of the UCI's uh, extending of the of the um, limits on mm-hmm. on how how long people can race for. Yes. So in the road stages, three of them were over 140 kilometers long yeah and yep. one of those was 151 kilometers so mm. it's it's really really fascinating um to me i was fascinated um so yeah so we're we're racing it's not the tour of britain it's not allowed to be the tour of britain uh it's it was around this the, the midlands i would say and it's the typical british thing of there's nothing particularly mountainous but equally, there's not an inch. Of, there's hardly an inch of flat. Yeah. 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 Heavy roads. The first stage, and it looked like stage one looked like it was for the sprinters. Stages two and four were the hilly climber person stages, and stage three looked like it could be won in any way. But it, but the end was basically built for power sprinters. If a power sprinter yeah. could make it to the finish, they it looked like it basically looked like a Kirsten Veld stage. So it was very unfortunate Kirsten Veld wasn't here. But anyway, um. And in true women's cycling style, um, the women looked at that script and went, ha ha, sod that. Yes, yes. I, I mean, it's one of those ones that I have a sneaky suspicion that, like, were we to be dealing with um, with the theatre uh, or a film set or something, that if we took the, the women's peloton and tried to apply them to, to a theatrical show... Uh, we would have to settle for an amazing experience of ad-libbed improv every night. <laughs> yeah, you think it's an Agatha Christie murder mystery, but actually it's um, something else completely different. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it was it's interesting. I yeah. So stage one, um, they get to this. Oh, it's beautiful stages. As I say, built for the sprinters, and probably with about I don't know fifty kilometers to go. Yeah. After yeah. after usual after the usual small breaks and stuff, Katazia Nuadoma of WM3 attacks and hits up solo. And and, um, and had that sort of luck that you, you kind of need, particularly when you're someone like Kasia Nuadoma, um, to to get away. Um, where the chase behind her just was a little bit slow getting together because everyone had sort of been going, oh, yeah, no, it's probably going to be a sprint, you know, no need to to organise. No, you see what I think happens? Here's what I think happened, was when Cassia, Mariana Voss, the question is, what is Voss's form like? What is Voss's form like, Mm. yeah? She won a couple of small races, uh, the last two small races she rode, and then she won a quick against when she ends up in a break with Ellen Van Dyke and Elisa Longo Borghini and she says she didn't particularly feel particularly well that day but she won it in not just just in in the most impossibly beautiful Mariana Voss style why do you love Mariana Voss I I mean I know I know people will find it hard to believe but Mariana Voss is not completely unknown for occasionally talking down her form or chances um, in order Voss to mess just... with the heads of her rivals so Mariana Voss is like the nicest person when it's not about racing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when it is about racing, it's, you know, just just, just gird yourself it's... with your psychological warfare. Anyway, so what yeah. I think happened was that when Cassia and Uadoma attacked, they know that WM3 have Cassia and they have uh, Mariana. Yep. And I think what they did was they went, huh, well, we know how Mariana Voss works and we know what these tactics are. If we ca- As soon as we catch, catch Cassia... Mariana's going to counterattack. Yes. So let's let's leave her out there for a while because you know it's like it's fifty kilometers to go and it's 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 windy. She's racing to a headwind. You know this will tire her out for the mountain for the hilly stages. It's win win, right? We'll catch her later. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes perfect that was, sense. That was, that, was, that was the plan. And and look, to be fair, if it had worked, it would have been a great bit of planning. It just didn't work. Because what yeah, what happened is is oh, her lead's gone out a bit. Mm. Well, her lead's gone about they should really be trying to think about catching her about now. Yeah. Ah, 
they don't no one seems to be doing any work yeah and and, and when you when when the attack happens with just under 50k to go and the time has been allowed for for Kataji Nuyodoma to get out to about three and a half minutes because um, it takes a few of those 50Ks to get out that far, you're not leaving yourself a lot of time to chase down three and a half minutes. No, you're not. And then when, I mean, I did laugh because my prediction was that every single race report, we tried to get the chase going, no one would help us. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hilarious because it's true but i think the even more evil part of me is that i there are like literally two voices that i can think of that quote coming in <laughs> <laughs> i mean we did see audrey cordon rago giving it a good try we also saw anuska costa just being completely brilliant on the front like just just like refusing to let anything happen you know just being yeah. an absolute arsehole in the best possible way of, <laughs> of you know oh i will have if you don't want to have a go at the front i will have a go in front oh am i am i varying my pace mm. a lot am i am i Am I just like being a, you know, making, pissing you off and just having a laugh? Oh, yes, I am. How wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, no one would, I, and I think what else happened was the biggest team in the race is Bowles, is Bowles, was Bowles Dolmans, yeah? The yep. strongest team. They're the, they're the, they come in with a favourite in Lizzie Danan and they just were, you know, come in with the numbers that are just preposterously good. Oh, look, we've got the Olympic champion, we've got um, former world champion. Um, we, you know, uh, Lizzie Danan. Our yeah. domestiques are Christine Mayerus, Chantelle Bluck, and Amy Peters. You yeah. know, like, like yeah. If like, there's like, a team, if there's a team on paper in this race that you're going to look to, particularly in the first stage, as the team that just is expected to shoulder the responsibility of organising and chasing, it's Bowls. Um, yeah, they decided they decided not to. Yeah, yeah. They they decided that it was their day off. Um, and so basically, Cassie and Uadoma won the sprint stage, stage one of the Ovo Energy Women's Tour. Um, it, the particular thing I loved most is my personal theory was that they hadn't started chasing too early because they were a bit worried about Mariana Voss. So Mariana just came second. Yeah, I, which, which I guess to be fair to them, proved them right. <laughs> I was honestly like laughing out loud for the re- for like the rest of the, the next day. I was just like I'd just be in the kitchen late at night cooking, and I just remember <laughs> <laughs> that stage uh, and laughing out loud. It was just it was my favorite like it's one of my favorite <laughs> racing moments of this season. It's going to be hard to top that because that was hilarious. Yep. Like just oh what, what what does every other team not want? Every other <laughs> team wants to doesn't want. Cassie and Uadoma to start off with about two, nearly two minutes lead with Mariana Voss in second place on GC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that is... it's, and, and honestly, if you could tell uh, Cassia Uadoma, like, going into the tour that, hey, um, how would you feel if, you know, we just gave you a two-minute head start over everyone and your closest rival was Mariana? Like it's it's her dream scenario, basically. How would you feel if stage two yeah. was a climber stage? <laughs> She'd just be like, "Nah, nah, you're fucking with me." No one would be that stupid. <laughs> I do not understand how they underestimated Cassian Cassianuadoma. I don't get it. No, no, I it's uh, I yeah, like you say, I, I genuinely think you're right. Like the only. The only, you know, really plausible explanation is that fear of Voss overcame, you know, rationality when it when it came to evaluating the threat of Nuadoma. And they all con- and they all collectively lost their goddamn minds. Yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful moment. I mean, I am such a sucker for plucky breakaway makes it to the end. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm also such a sucker for peloton fuck up the tactics and comedy ensues. So <laughs> that was basically like, yeah, okay, great. This race is going to be hard to top. So <laughs> stage two, was, they, they build it as a, as a queen stage. They build two stages of the queen stage, which was hilarious. Um, Lucinda Brand had a go at doing the same thing on stage two, but she was caught and she has this fantastic tweet that's basically, I don't know what I was thinking going out solo on the uh, on the British roads. That was insane. I've got to ask Cassia how she's done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, 
but yeah, so breakaway, breakaway fun, the usual attacks, attacks, the usual, oh my God, are, are we going to get caught at the end? This is so exciting. This is so exciting. You know, what's going to happen? Blah, 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 blah. Um, this is a queen stage. I um, actually came to the finish with a really large group, which I'm still surprised by. Um, and yeah, and it was won by Amy Peters of Foles Dolmans with Hannah Barnes second and Ellen Van Dyke third, Marin of Oss fourth and Cassie and Uadoma fifth. Just holding on to their position, you know, just. So there was like, it's a big group, big group came together, but that group basically won by six seconds with yep. um, another group coming in, another group, 10 seconds. Basically it's, it's like, it's pretty much um, like a giant, giant bunch group. And that was hilarious too. But also you're sitting, so hang on. So the first stage was one, was a, was, was, was a sprint stage stolen by the climbers. The second stage, the climbing stage stolen by the sprinters. Stage three, same thing. Attacks, 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 attacks. Lots of attacks. Um, coming in to that long run-in, crashes at 4K to go that took out quite a lot of people, and then 1K to go. But yeah. that power sprint force day, won by Chloe Hosking, with Alice Barnes in second and Ellen Van Dyke third. Uh, Cassia Nuadoma safe in the bunch, not safe in the bunch. Mariana Voss, who broke her... Um, collarbone. Yeah, um, which you know is basically the shittest possible result uh, for Voss in terms of the tour um, because that's ruled her out now for the Giro and for the Dutch national Nationals. champions. Championships. Yeah, and it's yeah. not it's not a it's not one that could be. It, she broke her collarbone in a really fucking irritating way. Yeah. So had she been able to have it pinned, she'd be back relatively quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But, she can't have it pinned she's got to basically just let it heal she's just got to heal it naturally and and wait and i mean that's got to be super frustrating too because you know as we've talked about several times you know voss has had a real um run of of just annoying issue after issue for the last couple of years with her health that have just you know yeah it's it's just really sad to to see her you know back on the back on the recovery road um, yeah. Yeah, gutting. I mean, and then the question comes: What the fuck does this mean for Cassie and Uadoma's? Uh, yeah, uh, it's a green jersey for some, because the Ovo Energy's logo is green. Right. The green Adidas jersey. Normally, uh-huh. green is like the the points jersey or. The, oh, yeah. Sorry, look, yes, I so. mean, I'm comfortable with with them having different things to the tour because not everything has to be like the tour. But at the same time, green is an odd choice to me. I mean, I, apart from what you've already explained obviously in terms of the sponsors logo um because of the tour you know like you don't have to have the same colors people but like race organizers but you know maybe don't use the exact same colors for a different thing either like yeah Uh, anyway so the question was what does this mean for cassia Nuadoma and her jersey because i mean it's it's interesting. The other thing is, is that we, we look at it and we go, okay, so Mariana Voss is out. Yep. Lizzie Danen is also out because she's lost a lot of time, like a lot of time, to the point where she's something like six minutes back, to the point where I was actually wondering if Lizzie Danen had lost time on purpose so she could go for a stage win. Right. Yeah, okay. That was my theory. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, she's not saying that she's ill. We don't know what's going on with her. I mean, you know, is she just not, is she, is she just like out of, yeah, out of or sports? is she, you know, is she, can she just not be asked? I mean, what is she, what? is she gearing up for a, a serious run at the Giro Rosa and, and Giro's not, I would, I would doubt. No, you know, I, I, mean, I know. I, I agree, but I'm just saying like it, cause she's not saying anything. It's, it's hard to tell what she's actually thinking at the I'm moment. I'm assuming that she's going for worlds and then she'll ride the, but you know, if she rides the Giro, it's good. I mean, you couldn't like put Lizzie Danen as a Giro leader over Anna van der Brega and Megan Guarnier. No, but I'm thinking she might try and pump one or two early stages. Or something like that. I don't know. I, if bowls, if bowls don't go into the Giro Rosa, I mean, it's already annoying enough for bowl about bowls going into the going to the Giro with Anna van der Breger and Megan Guarnier because you know mm. they should be racing against each other. God damn it! And you know, when you hear rumours that they're signing, they've signed even more climbers for next year. You just wonder what the fuck's going on. So wow. um, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so point is, there's been a fair bit of movement on GC after stage three, as it was so, anyway. Yeah. 
so yeah so you're sitting there going okay this is really really interesting because um it's it's you know we've got a climbers we've got a climbers stage and it's all uh it's all about you know it, it's all about can cassia Newadoma get you know can she can she can she do it because she's you know it's it's a bit it's a bit problematic for her because her team is nowhere near as strong as everyone else as as as, as sunweb as strong as wiggle as sun, strong as bowls so going into stage four and then stage five is a london stage which is basically crit like yeah yep so they go in with cassia neodoma first Ellen Van Dyke, 143 behind her. Alice Barnes, one four, Alice Barnes, Hannah Barnes, and Mariana Voss, all third on 146. Ashley Milman Passio, sixth at 152. Christine Mayorus at 155. Katie Archibald at 156, yeah? Right, yeah. At this point, we've got four Brits in the top 10 of GC, which is, I would never have expected. Like, it's just spectacular. Really good. Yay, gay Brits. So, stage four, it's climbing. It's a tacky. It's completely fucking insane, is what it is. It's just bonkers, bonkers stage. Like I am still in shock about all the kind of dramatic things that happened. Tons and tons and tons of attacks. And Cassie Newadoma is really, really lucky because there's enough teams that kind of uh, help are chasing them down. But Cassia does a fantastic job. Anyway, we get to a point where. Um, Leah Kirkman escapes and she escapes with um, Sarah Roy and uh, Shari Gillow. Yep. And they're riding down the, and they're riding off down the road. They hit all the hills. They're out. 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 They're looking really strong. But in terms of GC, uh, Leah Kirkman is sitting something like two minutes and like like uh, two minutes back, two minutes and two back. Yep. Anyway. Then Lizzie Danan attacks out of the peloton, out of the chasing, out of the front group because they've shed everyone. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? If Lizzie Danan gets to that front group, Lizzie has a superpower. Mm. And Lizzie's superpower is making people work against their interests. Yes. It's weird. Like, it's it's some kind of fucking mind control because, like, like you, you sit down with anyone and look at it rationally and it's just like there's no reason no reason that anyone else should do work here none and yeah. and yet she is somehow able to fucking you know what i think i think she's related to professor x <laughs> and just fucking mind control just bang i reckon she if we inspected the inside in of her helmet if we inspected the inside of her helmet she would have you know, um, a, a portable version of Cerebro in there. I'm revealing way too much geek right now, aren't I? Yeah, <laughs> it's adorable. Comic book geek. Okay. Um, for what it's worth, you're a for, movie geek rather than the comic. Book for geek. what it's worth, I was going to say, for what it's worth, Sarah's actually the proper hardcore like comic book geek out of us. What? What? Yeah. What? What Dan knows and what you guys probably don't is that I'm basically waiting to pounce on him when he inevitably splits, uh, slips up because he's got no idea about the X Men outside the movies. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's that's a little that's a little extreme. Gates keeping my geek. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So she. So what we. So you think? Well, if if Lizzie Danan gets up there because Shara Gillow's about two minutes twelve back, Leah Kirkman's about two minutes and two back. Yeah. Yep. If Lizzie Danan gets to them, Lizzie will make them work with the promise of yeah, yeah, you'll be really good for the GC, and then she'll just devastatingly drop them. But how does that help? Her, she's minutes and minutes and minutes back. How does that help Christy Mayerus and Anna van der Bregger and all the other riders? You know, all the other riders who are up who are up there from her team because that's insane. Yeah. So, uh, luckily, that never came to pass because uh, when Lizzie Danan attacks like that, everyone else goes, "Yeah, you know what will happen if Lizzie gets to that group? She's going to work her superpowers on them." She's she's caught by your Mayuru, by Matt, by Elisa Longo-Borghini, Cassia Newadoma, and they racing. Then Christina Mayudus jumps out of the front and gets to the Roy uh, Kirkman um, Gillow group. And they are killing it. And at one point, Christine Mayudus becomes the virtual race leader. Because as I say, she started about, you know, 154 or something like that back. Um, they're right, they're, these, these four riders are absolutely killing it. The peloton is cho- the peloton is chasing except it's not really a peloton anymore. You know, it's really yeah. complicated. It's really hard for Neodoma. But all the way through the stage, every time you see the 
photographers over the hill. Every photographer's got a photo where they've gone, Cassia! And she turns around and gives them a great big grin <laughs> while she's suffering at the most hilly points of the hill, which is awesome. Which, so, yeah, so and, and, and is also a particularly, you know, um, skillful kind of pro. Like, oh god! Yeah. So well, pro. This, this, this stage, this stage is insanely long. It's well, no, actually, no. This stage is 123 kilometer long. So they they they've been out since about kilometer 45. Yeah. Yep. They're racing. Uh, Maya Roos is joins them. There's 15 seconds between them. Then the gap goes out. It's Maya Roos is the virtual race leader. Um, Kirkman's the, on the on the on the podium now. It's bonkers. It gets to 15 kilometers to go, and they're one minute. Right. It gets yep. to 10 kilometers to go, and they're 30 seconds. Shit. It's going so hard, and this stage finishes with a climb that the top of it is five kilometers to the end, and then they're going downhill. Yep. They drop Shara Gillow. So there's three of them. Uh, Maya Roos briefly drops the other two. Maya Roos is doing most of the work. It's insane. You're sitting there going, well, Maya Roos has got this, right? Because she's the cleverest. It's a cobbly fit. It's a cobbly technical finish. Maya Roos is super clever. Um, Kirkman and Roy, yeah, Roy's a good sprinter. But, you know, her results aren't that great. Leah Kirkman, yeah. maybe. And then as they come into the finish, turns out the other two have been playing Christine Maya Roos brutally. Because Sarah Roy just starts her sprint early, wins with plenty of time for arms in the air, one second ahead of Christy Mayerus, five seconds against, ahead of Leah Kirkman. The bunch, uh, it's very small. Uh, the bunch kind of hits them afterwards. It's a very small bunch. There's there's Marta Bastianelli in fourth, Hannah Barnes again in fifth, Georgia Bronzini in sixth, Alex Manley in seventh, Ellen Van Dyke and Lucinda Brand eighth and ninth. And you're like, holy shit! Wow. Wow. That by uh, far Sarah Roy's biggest winner. Oh, easily, career. easily. But also, that's actually Orica's first um like world tour win for the year, right? Orica's first world tour win for the year, Sarah Roy's first world tour win ever. Yeah. Orica, how many times Dan have Orica been in a break where they yeah, where they, where, um... where they do it wrong, where they, where they, you know, like, and like we were just talking about, you know, um, Lizzie's, you know, evil superpowers, you know, Orica are prime suspects for falling prey to those, um, you know, and, and working more than they should, taking longer turns than they should, you know, like, like just all sorts of different things, you know, that, that not getting it right. And wow. Wow. And Orica are here. I mean, Orica are very definitely here with a, um, let's put it polite, a B team. They're not here. They don't have Annemiek van Vleuten. Mm. They don't have uh, Amanda Spratt. They don't have um, Katrin Garfoot. There's no one on Orica, sorry, Gracie, that could be a GC contender. They. No, no, no. It was it was very clearly a team that was built for stage win opportunities. I mean, but not even, know. but not even, but not even the strongest team they could field for stage win opportunities. You know, yeah. Like they have Georgia Williams, Alex Manley. They're very, they're young. They're not so experienced. Yeah, yeah. No, know, there's definitely, it, definitely and some. And for some Sarah things Roy that, to win that, not yeah. just win it, but it's not a sprint stage either. Mm, you know, mm. Sarah Roy has won that. Not just with her speed, but with her brains. Yes, yes. And it was I very... never blame the riders because I automatically I always blame the you know I always blame the Orica DSs to be honest. Yeah, about, you know yeah. I think I'm very very, very oh, sure look, who been, deserves been, the. Been, been many a situation where we've gone. They clearly just got instructions from the team car that defy all logic. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's just oh my god. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, that was now there was an embarrassing moment for Sarah Roy, which she probably would hate us telling you, and that's after the stage. She inexplicably crashed. <laughs> okay. And thought she'd broken her wrist. Oh no! Oh no! So yes, yeah, so yeah. that was that was that was well, kind of I like, mean, oh Sarah. To be fair, Lizzie did it first, so you know. <laughs> exactly! 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 We're not uh, like you speaking know, this of is, this is. Speaking of surprising um, Orica results out of that, then though, how how wild is it that um, Alexandra Manley then came in at seventh on the stage? I know, I know. Like, like, what is the moral of the story here, Orica? Is the moral moral of the story here? Leave your best writers. At yeah, home. well, look. I mean, I've been saying it quite a bit this season, and and you know, I I guess I guess you know, um, I get to 
claim that I was not completely stupid when I said it, but this year has really felt to me like Orica have done a much better job across the board with their tactics. Oh, and... come on. Come on, Beera. Yeah, but... What happened in a Maxine Beera, Dan? Oh, come on. I, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that generally their tactics have been better. You know, I'm not saying they've been flawless. I'm not saying that there isn't a race <laughs> where, for example, they had 72 riders on the GC you know, all the way through the podium and then and then lost on the final stage to one South African. I mean, sure, that happened, but, like, that's one example of old Orica turning up as opposed to a lot of other races where slightly new, um, different flavour Orica have turned up. No, I'm, so- I'm sorry. Most of the times Orica have turned up to races, they turned up and did things like Omloop Het Noiseblad where... You know where they had two riders in the breakaway group and didn't get the win, and they did the same Strati Bianchi. Yeah, yeah, but but Orica, but I see, that's my that. point though. That's exactly my point. They had two riders in the break. <laughs> like in the past, it would have been one. Like like they get, they've got slightly more. better. Yeah, you know, like it's oh. marginal gains, Sarah. Marginal gains. So I'm really, really super happy for Sarah. Apart from her crash after the stage, I'm super happy for Sarah Roy because yeah. that was just—it was really. I'm super happy for Leah Kirkman. Um, a bit gusting for Christy Mayerus, who absolutely gave it everything. Yeah, and, yeah, tough and, for her. But yeah, it, genuinely, tough, but yeah. do want to give a, a just a, a echo your acknowledgement. Yeah, that's a great effort from Roy, and she's a good egg. You know, she she. Um, is just one of those riders who's just put into so much work over so many years to to get there, and it's you know very nice for her to to get a stage win like this. So yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, we start. Uh, we start. Um, <laughs> so the GC. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the GC is Cassia Nuadoma first. Chrissy Mayarus has made the gap go down to 125 between her and Neodoma. Nia Kirkman is on 136 in third. Ellen Van Dyke is on 138 in fourth. Ooh. Hannah Barnes is on 141, winning the Battle of the Barneses um, because they've been swapping the best British yeah. riders jersey between. Alice Barnes is at sixth in 146. Ash Moorman is 142. Cecilia Trupp Ludwig is 158. Danny King is 159. Lisa Longo Borgrini is 202. And basically we've got an absolute We've basically got um, 24 riders, 23 riders within 219 of the of the leader. Yeah. Wow. Now they go into the final stage, which is a Kermes-like course, and weirdly shrunk two hours before the race started. Oh, really? It was supposed to be 88 kilometers. Yes. Um, and it turned into 10 laps of a 6.2 kilometer course. They w- pulled out some of the course. Did was there a reason why or? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know whether it was connected to um, security. Because, yeah. Because, you know, obviously, London terrorist attack and they're not taking any chances. I don't know whether it was connected to, actually, we can't close Regent Street because it's a major shopping street. I don't know what was going on. Like, but it just happened. I, I suppose, I, you know, I, it might be saying one of the race reports. I'm not sure why. So... I had lots of arguments with people on Twitter who said, oh, well, Cassia's got it in the bag. And I'm like, no, I don't think mm. that she has. Yeah. Like, so when you're, so Christina Mayerus, um is, and Leah Kirkman are very, very, very good sprinters. Ellen Van Dyke is a very, very good sprinter. There's 16 intermediate bonification seconds if you win both the um, intermediate bonnies and the finish line bonnies. Yep. And I think people are like, oh, you can't lose a minute in a crit. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah, but also it's not just a crit. Like, you're right, it's more a Kamesa-style course. Like, it's technical enough in enough places that groups can form, gaps can grow. Like, it's conceivable, definitely. You can be dropped, and it's going to be a non-stop attacks. Well, and, and not to mention first... which, those sorts of courses do tend to lend themselves then to to problems like crashes and stuff. It would be, like, there's no question in my mind that, you know, this last stage would be a very tense defensive stage for for Cassia. Like, you, yeah. you just have to be riding out of your skin, paying attention to every little move and just doing your best to stay out of trouble. Yeah. Now, I, rec- I I thought that Sunweb would be the lethal team here because they had second and, you know, they had, there they are, third and fourth on GC. The first attack happens in the first kilometre because there's not even a neutral stage on here. And the first breakaway 
has five bowls riders um hannah barnes and uh and and lisa brenauer from uh from uh uh canyon jim coravar of wm3 and cassia neodoma right well there you go and so they just hit it super hard uh, Hannah Barnes picked up the first sprint immediate points, um, because, and you're like, oh shit, she is totally on her game in Canyon. Although Lisa Blenauer suffered from a mechanical, and it's like, but the thing is, is that Cassia is there. Yep. And off they go. They are. It is just chaos all the way through. Completely exciting. I've got notes, and they're just ridiculous. They're just they're just laughing. Tons of attacks. Lots of groups. Hannah Barnes gets the second sprint, so that moves her moves her up to moves her up into moves her up in the GC. Right. Um, they're attacking. They're going crazy. There's small groups. All the small groups include Cassia Neodoma. Yep. Who is not letting go at all of this her team are on a fire she's on a fire it's amazing it's just tense they have the hot dog corners so you have to slow down to go around the corner and then you have to hit your gears completely hard to get yourself back up to speed as fast as possible it's massive um completely crazy ends in a bunch sprint with yonin dora and winning hannah barnes second christine mayorus third uh, Broxen Fournier fourth, Katie uh, Archibald fifth, Cassin Uadoma uh-huh. is way down. Yep. But does it matter? No, it doesn't. She's 31st. It's a bunch. It's one. Yoni Dora has finally made Wiggle. Um, Wiggle actually finally have a stage. Hurrah. For yep. Cassin Uadoma has won her first World Tour stage race. Amazing. Um,. Uh, and she's still she's still what like 23 or something yeah yeah i mean this was after all cassia had come third in all three of the ardennes races she was second in strade bianchi she has been so on so many podiums of the world tour she's the best young rider for the world tour last year she's been on so many podiums and this was her first I mean, to win it in such an amazing way. Yeah. Uh, Christy Mayadus came second. Sunweb, the losers, as Hannah Barnes' sprint immediate points means that she ended up third on GC with Leah Kirkman fourth, Ellen Van Dyke fifth, Alice Barnes sixth, Ashley Norman Passio seventh, Cecilia Utrop Ludwig eighth, Danny King ninth, and Elisa Longo Borghini tenth. Yeah, wow. So that's that's a and look. This is the thing we talked about. You know, um, not all the teams bringing their strongest or best teams, but there are plenty of of notable names in that top ten. So again, you know, winning that stage race is no small achievement from New Adoma. It's it's um, winning that stage as she did it. And, her, I've always said about New Adoma. My my classic New Adoma moment was that when she became under twenty three European champion. I think in two thousand and fifteen. And she ended up in a break of five riders, yep. two Dutch, two Italians, and Neodoma by herself. Now, those five riders had lots of sprinters. They, they, they're basically all sprinters. They can all sprint better than Neodoma. And it, they all come to the end together. And Neodoma wins by just jumping earlier. Mm. She is such a clever rider. She is so full of brains. Yeah. And just phenomenal and to do it with such a a, a weaker team i mean i'm already yep. hearing rumors that new adoma's um signed to you know signed to well this so far i'm hearing rumors that she's signed to two different teams next yeah, year which of is course. impossible yeah but she's not got the support of your anna van der Bregas, your you know christine mayerus yeah she's yeah. got the sort of support that lisa longo borghini well, has you know and, and look, even even when she did have the support of voss in the first few stages of the race which you know is not nothing at all like that's that's amazing support but then losing it halfway through the race and then and still having the maturity and presence of mind to to guide herself to hold on to that lead, um, yeah, uh, whew, she she is definitely going to be a highly sought after um, addition to a lot of teams. Now, do you want to know something absolutely adorable about Neodoma? She's not just so she's not just uh, a right. She's a very popular rider always. Like mm. she is just friendly and smiley and happy. And one of the things that the race did was it had um it, it always has a charity and this year the charity was breast cancer care yep um who they who they partner with and 
each rider was given a, a pink ribbon, which is the breast cancer care symbol, of course, which had a message written onto it by someone who had had breast cancer. And and Cassia said all the way through, all the way through that 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 Laura, who'd written the message on her on her ribbon, her her ribbon, had given her so much strength. She kept thinking about Laura's, you know, struggle with breast cancer, and what that meant, and what strength it was, and she wanted to race for Laura. That's and awesome. She gave her her trophy at the end. Oh. <laughs> and, and they had her meet. They had. They had. They had her meet. Like they. You know, she came. Laura came to one. They got Laura to come to one of the stages, and so Cassia got to meet this this woman who she says she's been racing for. Yep. You know, since day one, and it was just, it was just like, God, Cassia is so genuine. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like that's she's not doing it as a PR stunt. She's totally genuine and adorable, and you know, there's there's because there's a lot of Polish people living in living in Britain. Um, you know, we love our, we love love my love po- love our polish community well you know i'm so sorry about brexit um <laughs> but yeah our po- there was lots of poly there are polish people at- she was you know yeah. talking to people in the press conference talking to the journalists in poland she was going crazy for the polish people who rocked up with polish flags at the, fi- at yeah. the finishing stages everything about cassian uadoma is absolute you know like how people say sagan has star quality yeah i know um, people do say that yep but Cassia Nyodoma has star quality. Yeah. Like she's just she doesn't do she in, in the opposite way. She's not flashy about it. She's mm. not arrogant. She's just you can't help liking her. Yeah. You, know, you can't yeah. help being a fan. She's just amazing. And you don't have to be a cycling fan to find her adorable and a fantastic winner. So yeah, um yeah, I mean, so who are the winners? The stage, you know, we've we shared we've shared the stage wins out, which is you know, which is all, which is very much the theme of this year. No, no team won twice. So you had Cassie and Yuadoma, Amy Peters, Chloe Hosking, Sarah Roy, Yodin Dora, and that's also a mix of you know, I mean, we'd, I guess we'd expect everyone except for Sarah Roy to win. Yeah. Uh, Audrey Cordon Rago won the Queen of the Mountains jersey. Okay. Uh, Yonin Dora lost. I was very good for the wiggle, but. Uh, Yoni Dora won that last stage because she lost her sprinter's jersey to Christina right, uh, okay. Mayerus. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just, yeah. So those are our, I, those are our, those are our winners. Amazing for British cycling. Um, you know the Barnes sisters, of course, a great Danny King. Yeah. Great, of course. Katie Archibald had been in the mix for the sprint jersey but had been which is incredible we all know katie archibald is a world champion olympic champion trackie but you know seeing her actually going hard and alice barnes is within is with drops which is a tiny british team and katie archibald is with wnt which is an even smaller team you know they was it, it, it it's really yeah it's a it's a kind of it's an interesting year it wasn't the best in terms of as a fan it wasn't yeah. the best uh, women's tour experience this year, and that's that's a, that's a real shame. But the racing, I think, was the best racing yet. I think, um, yeah, like like the, the racing was just sensational, and um, yeah, I, I look, I really really enjoyed it. Um, I share your frustrations about the the way the video was done, and you know, I thought that there were a couple of other things that they could have done better this year, but. You know, I mean, I guess that's the nature of of doing races too. They're not all going to be amazing years. So, well, I think the thing is as well is that when the when when they started as a Friends Life Women's Tour, they raised the bar so much. Like everything they did was just spectacular. And at the time, we'd say, oh, you know, no live racing. Well, okay, we understand. I understand your, I understand your, your, your where, where you're coming from from that. You know, highlights on at nine o'clock. Okay, I get that. I understand. I would prefer, like, but I, I do, you know, I genuinely understand. It. And, you know, I used to, I worked on the race, uh, I worked on that race, the race that year. And then year two, they upped it. The trouble is, is that when you're an, inno- when you're an, inno- when you are an innovator, an innovator, A, people have higher expectations for you than everyone else, right? Yep. And B, other people, if they're clever, are going to see your innovations and make them standard yeah yeah like yeah. like like after a couple of years things that you do that are innovative become industry standard or should do in an ideal world now 
the thing is is this year we've had so much live racing like so many races have been live if they've not been live all the way through they've had the last stage and there's it's kind of unfathomable to understand we can't really understand why the last stage at least can't be streamed live and yes they were up against the um french open they were up against the dauphiné the isle of man tt motorbike race however they pay for their tv yep. you know so and i'm a bit confused as to why itv4 would um prioritize the dauphiné over the women's tour i i yeah i don't understand that um but yeah i i think part of their problem is that stuff that they would you know then they don't have you can't they were at the top of their game of course everyone's going to you know of course you can't it's statistically unlikely for people to be at the top of the game forever um i think that they yeah it's 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 disappointing and but no one's going to be more disappointed than they are you know sweet spot absolutely love women's cycling and are completely committed to it and it's not that you know i would never blame them but i do think that they they're you know i wanted to see more of this i want to see more of that doesn't it's hard for me i don't want to sound like i'm dissing them no no i but i understand i mean it's just like you say i think the the thing is that you it's not it's not a diss it's not um you know a shot at them it's just look last week before the race started we were both you know talking enthusiastically about how this race has done such a good job at building on what they've done in previous years every year and making each year better and this year i feel like they had a couple of misses and it's not that that made them bad per se it just meant that they didn't maintain that arc of growth and improvement and and better um experience that i was coming to to be used to and expect yeah hmm Anyway, but it's like you say, the racing was incredible and it was still a really enjoyable tour and I'm very excited to see, you know, what this is going to mean for this next next little block of the season where we're... Yeah, and and, I mean, and to be honest, if the racing wasn't so spectacular, we wouldn't care about like Mm. the the highlights being on late at night, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just, just, you know, my partner was getting up every day and watching the highlights before she went to work. Yeah. But, you know, you have to fast forward a lot through that, but you want to... But you don't want to do that because, you know, you've got to do it like that really fast because the next stage is already, you know, the next stage is already over by the time you get home from work. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. So it's, exactly. It's, it's anyway. So amazing racing, as you say. So the next block, I mean, the real question is what the hell happens to Cassia Neodoma? Because I think Cassia Neodoma, one of Cassia Neodoma's goals would have been the Giro. Yep. Now, has she peaked too soon to win the Giro? Does it matter? Does she care? Would she be happy it's, winning that? Honestly, I, it, it's a huge open question to me, not least because um, the I'm mindful of the comments that she made to Cycling News after um, the first stage where she said um, in particular that coming to the race, she didn't even feel like she was going to be fighting for a top 10 result. She just thought she was going to be riding hard and working for Mariana. So, you know, it indicates, yes, like you say, I mean, it it could be that, you know, the timing on building up her form is a little early. It could be that she's on monster form and she's going to be, yeah, like, she took because Because she took the time off between, she, and I think that this is, I think one of the things that was showing, we talked last week about how, um, which riders took time off between the classics and which didn't. Mm. Um, We talked two weeks ago about that. And... Uh, Anna van der Brega, for example, did the classics and then did California, you know, and has kept racing. Uh, Chrissy Mayerus did California and then kept racing. I think that showed. Whereas Cassie Inuadoma took after the Ardennes has taken this huge, has basically taken May off and hit June fantastic. Yeah. Now, what we have next, we also had the um, Nagrada Ljubljana uh, in Slovenia. Um, uh, 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 ITT won by Anne Sophie Doik. Uh, we also had the Diamond Tour, a day race won by Nina Kessler of High Tech ahead of Monique van der Rey and Chiara Consoni of um, in uh, of ooh, of a team whose name I can't tell off the top of my head. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> she's a first year. She's a first year elite, basically. Um, yeah. So what we have next uh, in the last, we have National Championships Week. Yep. 
which is always um you know always always important and that's uh next weekend and i'll put up a list if i can find it to all the things all the different national championships the the shorthand is that the ones that are most tricky are the attack winning if you're italian if you're um dutch uh if you win those national championships oh my god you you know it's 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 the equivalent of winning a world tour race um other countries not so much you know yeah uh, but but that's one of the joys i think of of national of, of national championships you know some people like you'd expect some riders you know you expect for example christina christina Mayerus to come through with like a huge pile of um uh wins right and it's oh. also like you say every year um a great opportunity to to get a glimpse of the near future as well yeah, and then we have the Giro. The Giro it runs from the 30th of June to the 9th of July, and that is the biggest, the women's equivalent of the Tour de France. Yep. So um, that's what's coming up next. We've also had um, some uh, mountain bikery. Um, mountain bikery, is that even a word? It is now. It's an official technical term. Yeah, and uh, Tiny Seagrave won her first uh, downhill mountain bike world champion world cup, which is fantastic. Uh, so yeah, so what we've we've come out of the Giro with uh, another you know fantastic fantastic win for first world tour win for WN3, first world tour win for Cassie and the Odoma. Mm. You know, some real fantastic you know, some some stars we'd expect to see win, such as Dora and and Chloe Hosking. Some people we wouldn't expect to win, such as Sarah Roy. Yes. Um, What else have you seen this week? Uh, Just a couple of things that have been interesting to me. One um, came uh, via Twitter. Uh, Someone pointed out that on the current uh, CQ Top 20 rankings, um, that Emma Johansson is still at number 19. Now, obviously, that's affected by the fact that the rankings run um, throughout the year. So they run from like last year's point in time so where what's today's date the 15th of june um you know so say it runs from the 16th of june 2016 through to the 15th of june 2017 so you know it's still counting points of emma's from last year but it's it's interesting to me that here we are in the middle of the year you know in june and um and emma's still in the top 20 yeah i mean that is also part of ck you know ck ranking because if you look at the uci ranking um she's she's not she's she's 35th in the uc and again the uci mm. ranking runs on the same runs on the same way so she's 35th in the in the in the in the uci ranking um for the, for, for the year I, I mean it's difficult isn't it because if one rider dominates like last year then that's hard she's got most of the points right so yep. emma johansson would still be in the top of the rankings if the if like this year the results are more spread out over a number of riders no one's getting the same huge amount of points that that Johansson got from her vast, vast, vast collection of podiums. Um, but yeah, uh, I yeah, I think it's I think it's just a thing. I think that's just what happens when you run rankings on a rolling year. That when you have someone who's a superstar, they're always going to be showing up. And she'll, and to be honest, I think Emma Johansson will probably be in the top fifth. You know, she'll probably end up the year like in a much better place than <laughs> you know what i mean like we'll probably get to worlds and she'll still be in the she'll still be showing in the rankings well you know there you go it's it, it you're right you're absolutely right but it is one of those ones that i just uh, you know it, it catches the you eye thought it was interesting well it is it, to me it is interesting just because i don't know it like it's not earth shattering or anything but it is it's just one of those quirks that i find interesting um yeah. I, I guess in a similar sort of vein um although you know Parts of this I found interesting slash quirky, and parts of this I found incredibly annoying. Um, on Ella Cycling Tips, there's a write-up under what I would consider, or what I would call, a very, 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 very poorly slash possibly not edited at all headline um, called Just How Good Are Female Pro Road Cyclists? Question mark. Um, answer is really fucking good. What the article is actually, though, is a bit of a look at some of the um, power numbers from different riders in different races and um, and a calculation of, you know, um, the classic power-to-weight ratios and stuff like that in terms of um, output in different races and, and that sort of thing. It's a long way from a comprehensive or, or even um, mathematically sound 
comparison necessarily of of writers and stuff, but I found it interesting anyway. But I guess See, that's for I, your, I guess that's for the inner numbers nerd. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. It seemed fatally flawed mm. because it talks about, for example, so it looks at, for example, Lucinda Brandt, and it talks about how, what she did when she won the Omnipet Noiseblatt. Yeah. Yep. And it also talked about Lucinda Brand in La Course. And it's, oh, well, of course, Lucinda Brand was either off the front or she was safe in the bunch throughout the race. And it's like, A, you're insane, because B, that's Lucinda Brand isn't off the front or safe in the bunch in a race like La Course or winning Omnipet Noiseblad because she's got the best power numbers. Lucinda Brand, of all riders, mm. is there because she's super fucking clever at racing. Yep. Like, like it. It doesn't matter what your numbers are. If your positioning isn't good, you're not gonna. You're not gonna be up there. And Lucinda Brand is a classic example. Like, like probably one of the classic examples of this. She's technically very adept. She, she has frequently run one races or gone or or set up Mariana Voss to win races by attacking in completely the wrong place and taking everyone else by surprise it's just i mean it acknowledges that oh well you know in a race like lacourse where it speeds up and slows down a lot um brand is you know brand is that, that then it's a different than the power meets power shows different things but what it doesn't say is talk about well lucinda brand is also saving a ton of power because she is so damn good at positioning and often attacking she's not having to chase yeah like the whole thing seemed to miss the whole point of cycling well, and, and but even, I mean, and it didn't even acknowledge that it was doing that. Like, I, I don't. I mean, I well, really asked, so. I, yeah. Look, I take your point with that. Um, and I, I, like, I'm probably oversimplifying. I tend to think that's the that's the broad issue anyway. With um, with paying too much attention to to power numbers and stuff like that. Um, you know, I do think it's interesting in terms of just like it's an interesting thing in my view to to look at and read but i don't read too much into it if that makes sense because like you say there's a whole bunch of non-power related skills and experience and luck and tactics and shit that goes into putting a win together um that you know you can't just account for with with numbers um yeah, I mean, even they they because they look at a number of different people and one of them is amber Neben winning a they look at amber Neben winning a, an itt yep but it's not against the top ITT people. It's, they're not looking at her world's win. They're looking at, I think it was her Corona de Nations win. And, but, but even with an ITT, which is one of the ones that you can probably extrapolate more from the numbers, you, it's not just about your numbers because, you know, she's obviously planned where she put, where she's going to put in her effort, depending on what the course is like and stuff like that, you know? Yep. And then they look at her winning a, a stage at the Route de France which is not comparable to Lucinda Bland's winning um, Omelette Pet Noiseblad because it's just not nowhere near the same. Do you know what I mean? That it's nowhere near the same uh, level of level of peloton. So they're kind of, and the whole point of it was slightly annoying me because they frame it in terms of are women psych professional cyclists actually good or could any like amateur person? Yeah. That was that was the part that really pissed me off. Um, was just that that sort of, um, you know, very poorly thought out, pricey and and quite um, condescending question. Um, so condescending. Yeah. I mean, this it, it, it's so annoying because I mean, I guess it's written. I felt because it wasn't an Ella piece; it was written on the men by. You know, it yeah, they did a, a they writer. did a similar thing for the men a little while ago, I guess, and and so this was their this was their oh well we'll look at it for professional women as well take, but you know anyway uh, I just found it interesting and I'd be curious to hear what other people thought of it um, is the main reason. Yeah, do I'm you all it hate it as much as I do? Tell us. <laughs> I am on. Oh, P-W- at PW Cycling. Dan is at Dan W Official, and you can leave a comment on Pro Women's Cycling. Oh, sorry, that's on Twitter. Uh, you can leave a comment on Pro Women's Cycling dot com. Yes, and and please do tell us if you you know maybe you even thought it was great, or maybe you just found whole new reasons to to be unimpressed. But you know, um, let us know. I'm unimpressed. Anyway. <laughs> um, Come back 
come to our site we've got all the videos um and all things like that uh, that you can find on our site and um, yeah, links and, we'll and other back, stuff back. and we'll be back to talk to you again soon all right take care of you thank you for listening bye